You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. to faster more intense chapter six uh boba fett uh something about a stranger in a desert we have no time we got to get into this michael cohen <laughs> illustrious joe hogan yeah whoa, whoa what the heck last week we're like oh what a nice little interlude with the mandalorian <laughs> and and what like what what delightful little fun bryce Dallas howard fantastic job directing and then this week it's like it's like well they're surely they're not gonna you know we open up and it's like hey he's back which like good yes thank you um think it through <laughs> which is now Cobb Vanth has two of the best lines in all of the Mandalorian where he's got you know uh, every once in a while both sunshine on a womp rat's tail which is just such a, like <laughs> it's so Cute. good it's so good and then just think it through thinking through which i know i like we have a lot of standoffs like that in this house i uh, and uh and i'm gonna be saying i'm gonna be saying to the kids like hey think it through <laughs> um so good so good and then of course the, the best line in all of uh, uh the mandalorian is from boba fett is in is in his debut and he says uh, uh sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched which is like it, it is one of the that is one of the best Star Wars lines ever. But we're not going to talk about Boba Fett because he's not in this episode. He's he in like, is in the episode. He's in like thirty he seconds of it. The, he doesn't speak. I want Tamora <laughs> Morrison's job, man. You get a show with your name on it. Yeah, and then just collect a paycheck. You don't have to show up for work. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. But then we like you know we get the we get the title. Uh, what is it's a, a stranger walks in from the desert. Or something uh, like that. Yeah, something yeah. in in the realm of that. Which it's like you're like okay, and then we're immediately we're descending on this bamboo planet in uh, in the N one, and you're like oh okay, so we're gonna we're just gonna smash cut over to Mando. Um, okay, I. I didn't think that we were going to, I didn't think we were going to revisit this. I thought that this was going to be something that happened in the Mandalorian season oh, yeah. three. Uh, and it, you know, it really takes its time. He lands, he gets out, there's R2-D2 and uh, R2 takes him <laughs> to show him a bunch of ants, a bunch of ant droids building a hut <laughs> and they make him a little bench and he has a little lie down. I, <laughs> I would like to like, pose. What is happening? I'd like to pose a question to you, and I feel like it's I'm overthinking it because th this is not a problem. I don't have a problem with this. Yeah, where do all those droids come from? Are they like the New Republic is funding the Jedi Order beginning? Like, what's where where do all those where they get those little guys? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that if Luke says to Leia, "Hey, could I have a couple bucks for some droids?" Leia's like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 I. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but Leia is, is she is she not currently like the head of the Republic? Uh, the she? new Republic. Uh, I think like I, I don't know how the new canon. Sometime I don't remember, but in any case, she's like she's 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 a she's a big deal politician, making the creds, you know. And Luke uh, is a big deal hero of the rebellion, and yeah, now so, the new Republic. So I'm sure that there's a component of it that like, hey, I, I. You know what? Like, uh, I'll this this until otherwise noted. Uh, th- this this will be the canon. Uh, we used to call this back in the day with front lines. This is F level canon. Um, okay. I, 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 the conversation probably went something like this: Luke sheepishly walks up to Leia and goes, "So I'm gonna need like a temple." And she's like, cool, cool. We can probably like get you some space in a building. He's like, no, we need like a temple, like a real temple, like a Jedi <laughs> temple. I've, I've got these sacred Jedi texts and they talk about this place and there's like these stone temples. I want to build one of those. And Leia's like, really? You need to go build a whole, you need to build to your stone own temple. temple. It's got to be a stone temple. Is that going to make you more of a Jedi? And Luke's just kind of like, oh, but it would be neat. Because <laughs> he wants to go into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, right? Like, this Always. is the Luke Skywalker we're talking about. And she's like, ah, I'll see what I can do. And he's like, yeah, awesome. I'm going to get a construction crew and they're going to build me my temple. And then she's like, this is what I can do. I can get I, these droids. <laughs> I need them back, but you can take them and they will build you a hut. They will build you your huts. And, and, uh, and, and so Luke was like, yes, I uh, really weird that like, we don't see like a ship or anything like that. Like how'd they go? Like, yeah. I don't not know. even the X-Wing. Yeah. Not like even nothing. The X-wing. What's Ahsoka cruising around in? I don't know. There's do we, a, do there... we know if this is the last Jedi Jedi temple? The, the destroyed one i uh, it is okay so it is it is likely not oh, okay. um i uh, the one that that like the like the temple temple i maybe it is so the only shot that we've got of it because we don't actually see the temple temple in the last jedi right we see the hut that ben is in well, no, we so we do see, don't we is, see like everything in fire we see it on fire, but it's like been partly destroyed, so it's like not. Uh, right. I don't know. It's. I think the only time that we see it intact is in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic. I'd have to okay. roll it back on on the Last Jedi and take a look, but um, but yeah, I I uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it it doesn't it it doesn't feel like it's the same size. Like it's the right for it to be like the the one like the like the big temple that we see in that. But but I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. It's me- It is the same location. It is meant to be the mm-hmm. same location. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. So I, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Luke Skywalker is in this episode and there's a lot of people on the internet that are really upset that Luke Skywalker is back in this story and that this episode takes, spends so much time focused on Luke Skywalker. Um, I think that, that the majority of Star Wars fans are probably pretty okay with that notion. What with him being the main character of Star Wars. <laughs> um, but there, there's a contingent, and I just want to like kind of talk about this for a second. Because because I am a Raylo, and because I hang out on the internet with Raylos, and, and uh, uh, many many of my, my friends on Twitter are Raylos. 
I, I see a lot of this stuff. And there's a there's an interesting dynamic that I find where uh, particularly with with people who came into the franchise via The Last Jedi, which was like an it's like an outlier in terms of, of the way that the story is presented. Right. So it's like the, the fans who who were brought in with that, they're not necessarily um it's the, like the the rest of Star Wars is not specifically to their taste. They might enjoy other aspects of Star Wars, but they really like The Last Jedi, which is not a typical like it's very subversive, right? Mm-hmm. It 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 takes a lot of the ideas in Star Wars and expands on them or plays them against themselves. Um, which is one of the reasons why I love the last Jedi, because it's, it's very much the, like, this isn't going to go the way you think it is. Right. Like, like it's, uh, sort of, it's the unlearned what you have learned aspect of it. Right. Um, so I, I think I, 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 those fans have a harder time with some of the, the elements of classic star Wars, specifically the OT. Right. Um, can you hear the crying in the background? If you guys can, I'll, yes, <laughs> uh, I apologize that's okay. That. But uh, I, I, th- this is this is my take on it, and this is anecdotal. This is from my perspective. I have not done a study. There's nothing scientific about this. I have not interviewed <laughs> anybody, uh, partially because I don't think that this is a conscious decision that a lot of these fans are making. But I do think that because of their perspective as Last Jedi fans first and Star Wars fans second. In particular, and we're talking, we're talking a lot about Raylos in this, not exclusively, but a lot about Raylos. Anybody who identifies with Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo as a character, I'm finding has a very negative reaction to Luke Skywalker being on screen. Huh? I wonder <laughs> why that is. I wonder why that is. And it's really interesting because it's, really funny. it's it for for us as original trilogy fans, we have a perspective on Darth Vader and the emperor Boba Mm -hmm. Fett, right? These characters, even Han Solo, Luke, all like all these characters, they, they hold certain places because of their archetypes. Right. And then you turn around and you get the Phantom Menace and the Phantom Menace presents Anakin Skywalker as this obnoxious little boy yelling yippee and saying wizard. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and 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 lo and behold the fans are like that's not darth vader and it's like yeah no duh that's not darth vader <laughs> that's anakin skywalker who becomes darth vader right i think a similar thing has happened with sequel trilogy fans who have gravitated towards those characters like that like those four or five main characters as their star wars and they have this perspective of Luke Skywalker as someone who abandoned the galaxy, abandoned his family, um, considered killing his nephew for a split second. Right. I, I, and I think that by the time that the sequel trilogy is done, you have a very decent justification for his behavior. I, uh, he, he, he peeks inside Ben's head and senses Palpatine. He may not realize that that's what he's sensing, but he senses Palpatine and his first reaction, it takes him back to the throne room. His first reaction is to ignite his lightsaber, which is exactly what happened when he was in that throne room and being confronted by Palpatine. Right. It like, to me, like that works perfectly. 
it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, it's it's actually incredibly good storytelling, and that's not necessarily what Ryan Johnson was going for when he made the Last Jedi. But that's that. It's not. It's also not not what he was going for. I think that Palpatine's influence <laughs> was always kind because of, it was Snoke, right? Like we know that it was Snoke, and so it's like, well, it, it, like Snoke, it, even at that point, is like a step removed from Palpatine, right? So it's like, I think when you have a holistic view of it, you can sort of see everything and go like, okay, so this is this is these are all they're just pieces of a really big puzzle, right? But if all you do is focus on this one section of the puzzle and you don't really ever look at the rest of the puzzle, then then your 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 views, your perspective uh, is going to be clouded by by that myopic view. Right. Myopic mm. saying that it's a little bit of a negative connotation. I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from these fans. What I what my goal here is to try and help people who are not of that perspective understand that perspective. Because like I said, like these, a lot of these people are my friends and I agree with them on a lot of things about star Wars. And they've also taught me a lot about star Wars from a different point of view that I don't have being, uh, uh, you know, cisgendered white heterosexual male. Uh, I have a very specific view of star Wars, which is uh, what's been considered for the last 40 years to be the quote unquote, correct perspective on star Wars. Um, mm. which is a dumb thing to to assign to anything. Um, so like like my experience has been listen to these people who have different perspectives and different takes on Star Wars because their their take might actually enlighten something that you've never considered before. It might open something up in a new way. Um, you might end up liking a character that you didn't like previously. I did not like Kylo Ren for a long time. And it wasn't until after I kind of I, I, I pissed off a bunch of Raylos one day and then made friends with a few of them as a result. <laughs> Longtime listeners know the story, so I won't rehash it. But I, I, they allowed me to see that character in a completely new light and begin to understand his perspective more and appreciate his journey more. And and yet it's like the irony here is that some of those same people or at least like that community that they're that larger community that they're a part of, they have this perspective on Luke that I can't I can understand it, but I still don't get it, if that makes sense. Right. Because for me, it's like Luke is Luke. Right. And we know in The Last Jedi, he's going to where he's going to end up, which is that like he's going to make this. Uh, uh, fateful error and it's going to set off this chain of events that's going to lead to the First Order's rise to power and him disappearing and etc 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 now here's there's two ways to look at this the story's already written so it has to happen right so that's like from a real world metatextual perspective that's how we're kind of looking at it going like oh well Luke has to take steps from where we saw him in Return of the Jedi to get to that point to where he would consider murdering his nephew and as i have said my personal interpretation is that that's not what he was doing he was instinctually reacting to the presence of palpatine right which is a Mm. totally different thing and much easier to understand and uh relate to than he was going to murder his nephew because i don't think that luke was ever going to murder his nephew i think that he it was like as he says in the movie he's like for like the briefest moment right like it just 
uh, and the and the and the mistake is made, right? But we like we got to get him to that point from a story perspective. That's what like and and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, and we get the Disney Gallery. I'll bet you anything. I'll be vindicated on this. That is what Dave is trying to do in this episode: is put us on a path where we can understand how the Luke that we saw in Return of the Jedi, who throws down his lightsaber and says, "I won't do it. I won't kill him. You've failed. I'm a Jedi like my father before me." Right. And it's like, well, no, you're not. You actually, you're a way better Jedi than your father because your father never would have thrown his lightsaber down like that. He would have just kept attacking. <laughs> That's why he's Darth Vader. I, uh, but in any case, like the point is, is, is still salient. Um, how do we get from that Luke to the Luke that's that's so on the edge that he that he almost makes an even worse mistake than the one that he makes, right? And here we see in this episode Luke taking steps and doing something that is like with Grogu where it's like like uh, the two things that I really like is that Ahsoka is there, they have a conversation and he is <laughs> unsure of himself. He doesn't know what, what am I going to do about him? Right? Like, what do I do about him? And, and it's like, um, there's a, there's a saying when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. And, and Ahsoka kind of says that to him a little bit, but like, but, but trying to tell him like, actually, this is an opportunity for you to learn. Right. Because Luke's kind of got just a little tiny bit. Of, and it's just what he talks about in The Last Jedi. He's the mighty Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, right? Like, he's 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 a legend at this point, right? And maybe at this point in the story, he's kind of believing his own hype. Yoda told him that if he went and he confronted Vader, then he'd be a Jedi. And so he's like, now I'm a Jedi. And it's like Jedi mm. Knight. Not necessarily a master just yet, you know? Um, uh, you, you're going to need to take on a Padawan in order to do that. And as we know, Jedi take on multiple Padawans and it's not, uh, it's not like a lifetime relationship, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a transitory relationship where it's like, it happens for a time and then they move on to the next thing. And I think that, that, that Ahsoka is trying to tell him like, this is your opportunity to learn what it is to be a teacher because so far you've only ever been a student. And, and, and I think that she's saying that to him because he is very much like, you know what you're doing. You, you're a, you were a Jedi, right? And it's like, not technically ever. Nope. I, I please like teach me how to do this. Right. Like he's still, he is still looking for a master. So it really positions him like, like, Hey, Luke doesn't know what he's doing. You guys, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's trying, he's doing his best. Um, and, but we also do get to see progress, right? When we see him with his lightsaber, like this is the other aspect of it. We see him with his lightsaber and we see him passing on these lessons and he has, he has progressed from, from in the five years since return of the Jedi. And it's like, he's not just waving that thing around like a crazy person, like he did on the sail barge, right? Like he yeah, had no wide, idea what he was. The doing. wide swings. Yeah. On the sail barge. He's controlled. And he, like, he's, he's precise, right? Which I think like, again, like, here's the thing. You don't have to agree with what Dave put in this episode. I'm not telling anybody what they have to believe or how they have to feel about this stuff. 
But the truth of the matter is that every frame in this episode is there for a reason. It's there on purpose. I have been studying this man's technique for the last <laughs> 12, 13 years, like 14 years. It'll be 14 years this August, right? I feel like, and, and I'm not just talking about Star Wars. I'm, we're going back to Avatar The Last Airbender as well, right? Like, I do think that I am I have a little bit of an authority on the subject of of Dave Filoni having hung on every word the guy's ever said that I that I've been able to get my hands on because I love the way that he tells stories. And he's an animator first. And it's funny that I just saw a clip a little while ago of Steven Spielberg talking about about directing and he said that all directors should be animators first because when you're when you work in animation you start with nothing and everything that's there, like you have to make all of the choices. You can't just turn the camera on and say, go right. Mm -hmm. You have to know, you know, like if, if, if the character does this, the fabric on their clothes is going to do this. If the wind is blowing, the grass is going to blow, right? Like you have to make all of those decisions as an animator. Um, you have to, you have to create, like from whole cloth, right? Like you, you don't, you don't get, it's, 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 it's still collaborative. You're working with other animators, you're working with other, other skilled trades and stuff, but, but directing animation is very much like it's creating something from pure imagination. Right. Mm. And so I think by virtue of that, Dave has something that, that film directors don't necessarily have, which is that every single shot, every single frame has, such intention behind it. And so to see Luke do that, it's like, that wasn't just, it's cool to see Luke pull out his lightsaber. It is cool to see Luke pull out his lightsaber. So let's come up with a good reason for him to do it. And to see him properly doing his, his basically his kata, right? With the lightsaber. Mm -hmm and practicing it's like oh wow like like and yeah and we saw it last season in mandalorian season two we we saw it which like let's be real this is season three this is season three they were just like we're I gonna mean, focus on both story so it, i think they had a tough choice to make and and i don't know if it if it's panning out the way that they wanted it to but at the end of the day i think everybody's gonna be like whatever these shows are just all the same thing um all these mandoverse ones right I, I feel I, bad for the people who don't realize that, like, you know, the casual fans who are like, oh, Mandalorian, because yeah. I, I have neighbors who like really love the Mandalorian. And I, you know, when I was shoveling snow the other day, I was like, oh, you guys been watching uh, Book of Boba Fett? They're like, no, nah, we just we just like uh, we like Grogu. So we're watching the Mandalorian. And I want to be like, you, you should really watch uh, Book of Boba Fett. You got to get into this. Yeah. Um yeah, and so that's like, why I think when like season three a, rolls around, a, they're gonna be like, uh what? There's a real messaging problem, right? And and I think it's because yeah. they started off in one direction and then in season two went, wait a second, what if we blah 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 blah? And then when they went to to start breaking story in season three, I think they they looked at it and went, Well, like this this series is actually kind of focusing on Boba Fett. And then they got to the to the fourth episode and they were like well, in order to bring Din in, we're going to have to address this stuff. Do we save it for next season <laughs> on Mandalorian or do we? I, here's the thing. The war is not going to happen in the next episode. As a matter yeah, of fact, I think, can't. I think we're can't, just going to like the fuse. Like, and then yeah. season three is actually going to be 
the battle for Tatooine on on Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it's a two hour finale. If it's a two hour finale and it's actually an eight episode series, but they're just like it's the set seven and eight are one episode. Um, like unless it's that, I I, I don't think we we'll re- I think we're gonna get more set up, and I think we're gonna end with Kira, and it's gonna be like there you go, Mando mm-hmm. season three coming in November. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. but I I yeah. Anyway, so I'm like like we saw we saw Luke doing cool stuff last season, um, with the lightsaber, right? But it's like now we get sort of even more informed of like oh he's like he's been training, he's been practicing. He's he is becoming that, and 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 Ahsoka refers to him as Master Skywalker, Master Luke, not Master Skywalker, which I think is really interesting because that's what she called Anakin, <laughs> right? Um, hmm. I want to know what her nickname is for Luke, but I, I, <laughs> I but I, I baby yeah. Mick whines a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it, it there there is none of the none of the things that he's doing are by mistake. And at the end of the episode when we get Grogu given the choice, right? Um I think I don't think that Dave Filoni is unaware that this is not the right path for the Jedi. Cause that's a lot of the discourse that I've been seeing is people going like, why is Luke doing this? Didn't he learn anything? And it's like, listen to the way that Luke talks in this episode. And I don't mean the weird robotic, like synthesized Luke, the AI (laughs) I'm talking, I'm talking about like, listen to the character, Luke Skywalker and the difference in the way that he's talking about the force and talking about the Jedi at some point after return of the Jedi, he has clearly gotten his hands on a holocron or some text or something that is like old school before the fall of the Republic Jedi stuff. And like, and that's, this is what he thinks because this is what Obi-Wan and Yoda told him that he had to do. Right. It's like, mm. it's like, you're our last hope. You will rebuild the Jedi. And Luke's going, I have to rebuild the Jedi. I don't know how to do that. And he's, we know from the, the EU stuff that he spent, the time between return of the Jedi and establishing the, the, his Academy tracking down Sith and Jedi artifacts, trying to gather as much information as he could, right. Mm. Trying to learn this stuff. And he's talking like a prequel Jedi, but at the same time, he still does have the knowledge that he has of like attachments and stuff like that. So when he's presenting Grogu with the choice, I it's, it is not, it's a test, not an ultimatum. And I think that some people are looking at it as like, a, there's a right and a wrong answer to this, to the, to this test. I, uh, that like one of them gets him expelled from the Jedi order, which like, we know that that's wrong. We know that that's not the way to do it. We know from Anakin's story, we know from Ahsoka's story, right? Like that, that this, like the dogma of the Jedi was actually their downfall. That was, that's what created the atmosphere in which uh, those those two events occur. Anakin becomes Vader. Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order. Barrisoffi turns to the dark side. Right. I I like so many other things. And and when we look at we look at the characters who actually prosper throughout the Clone Wars throughout that era, we look at a character like Quinlan Vos who actually like lives outside of that dogma. 
specifically, mm-hmm. right? To the point where he's actually kind of ostracized by the rest of the Jedi, right? And the Jedi who are the most dogmatic, Mace Windu being the prime example, right? But doesn't go so well for him, despite the fact that he's an incredibly powerful Jedi. Right. So we know like we have these lessons in Star Wars. We know this. And I think that Luke knows this stuff, too. But I do also think that there's a reason like I I, I think that Luke is trying to figure out some of this stuff and try and like find that, as he says to Grogu, like and this is it. He says it to Grogu and I got this on my second viewing. They're at the top of that bamboo and he says. Feel the force feel the balance right and then he says to grogu you will find that balance too right and then at the end of the episode he presents him with a dichotomy why would luke say in the middle of the episode you need to find balance and then at the end of the episode say pick one side or the other right Mm. it's not because he wants grogu to pick one side or the other he's trying to the the test is actually to pick neither like that's the that if there is a correct answer, it's to say it's to say I don't choose either, right? And and it'll be interesting to see if that's what Grogu does, because the third option is is an invisible option and it's the ball, right? Like it's 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 the the his the little ball from the Razor Crest. That's <laughs> the third. That's the 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 secret third option, which is I uh, that that like the lesson that we learned from Ezra Kanan and the ghost crew and their story in star Wars rebels, like actually attachments can be very powerful. They can, they can, they can actually motivate you to like that. Love can motivate you beyond your own power. Right. Like this idea of a, of the singular power of a Jedi is a, is, is flawed. And that's one of the things that like, that the old Jedi that's what they believed is that like an individual Jedi is powerful. And it's like, no, that's it's. And so they forego attachment and Anakin's kind of on the right track when he's like, Oh, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, compassionate and stuff, which is like, you know, that's love, right? It's like, he's on the right track. Unfortunately, he's got a decade of trauma that's completely unresolved (laughs) and nobody ever helps him with because there's no therapist in the Jedi temple because the Jedi are un unequipped for it right like they like like when yoda says like ah we don't take them this old it's not like the reason why they say no to anakin at first isn't because of anakin's failing as a potential jedi it's because of their fear of what he could become right and Mm -hmm. that they don't know how to handle that because the jedi don't like that we we raise them from younglings we get the uh, babies we take them from their families and and we raise them in isolation. What are we, how are we supposed to deal with this kid? None of us can relate. None of us have families. Right. I, I, so it's like, like, that's one of those interesting things. And, and obviously like Luke needs to learn that lesson. He's not going to learn that lesson. He can't learn that lesson until the last Jedi. Right. That, that like, (laughs) Leia says it in the force awakens. It's like, it could, when, when Han's like, what, what, what can I do? And, and Leia's like, he, d- Ben doesn't need a, he didn't need a Jedi. He needs his father. That's what he's always needed is his family. 
in order to bring him back from this and, and break this hold that the dark side has on him, right? To, to get rid of that conflict. Um, but they sent him to a Jedi and Luke didn't treat him like his nephew. He treated him like his student. And that caused more grief. And it's like, so Luke has to do that. He has to do that. Right. And I was talking earlier, there's two ways to look at it. Either the story is dictating that or more importantly, within the, 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 the story itself, the force is dictating that because the, the old order is not like, there's a reason why the force worked through the chosen one to unbalance the force in the way that it did. And on the, on the galactic scale, the cosmic force is looking at this and going, is there's going to be a period here. It's going to suck for a little bit, but that's how trans transformation works. It kind of, these transition periods, they're not fun. And it creates the empire and the dark side prospers and all of that stuff. And we think, cause we have this, this preconceived notion that Luke is the one who's going to fix it all that that he's got to do the right thing and it's like but luke's not the one who's going to fix it all right ray is the one who's going to fix it all ray is the one who who is going to to create the new jedi order that we actually need instead of what the legends canon did which was luke just recreating the jedi order right making the same mistakes without like and this is even worse Luke makes all of the same mistakes in the in the the legend stuff in the in the New Jedi Order series of books. He makes all the same mistakes with none of the experience. Right? Like it took thousands of generations for the Jedi to get to the point where they <laughs> became a tool of the bureaucracy and led to the downfall of the Republic, right? And Luke's like can I just pick it up where they left off? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's a flawed system, dude. Like, like it, it was dismantled for a reason and it needs to be rebuilt. And Ray is outside of that system and out and, and, you know, like the whole, like, Oh, but the sacred Jedi texts and, you know, Ray has everything that she needs. Right. All of that stuff. So it's like, like it's, this is inevitable. It is inevitable. It, Luke's failure at the temple with Ben is as inevitable as Anakin falling to the dark side. And the sooner that people can, I think, come to terms with that. And this is where it's going to apply. My rant is almost done. This, this whole diatribe is almost finished. And then you can talk. <laughs> this is where this needs to unite both sides of this. The last Jedi haters and the last Jedi enthusiasts, like the lovers, right? Because they are both, looking at this from a very myopic viewpoint, whether it's the OT myopic viewpoint or the sequel trilogy myopic viewpoint, right? And as Obi-Wan says, many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. And you need to step outside of your point of view and you need to look at it from a galactic perspective and try and understand it from, from the, the larger picture. This needs to happen. It, it's it, like I said, it is inevitable. Luke has to go down this path. He has to assert that a master Padawan Academy council order, like all of this stuff, like this hierarchy has to exist. Right. I personally think that the best outcome for the Jedi for like, if, 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 if I were in charge of future storytelling with Ray, I would look back at George Lucas's original treatment for star Wars when it was the Star Wars, the the adventures of Luke Starkiller, 
Um, and there's the the comic book uh, that they did uh, that that adapts that first draft. Um, that's it's not the greatest because it, it, they steal a lot of designs from the prequels and mash them up with other things, and it looks kind of gross. But um, but the story, like George's story, is George's story, and there's a lot to be gleaned from that about what he originally thought of the Jedi as. And and maybe we'll get to go back into the past one day into the old Republic into like tales of the Jedi era and see it as it was back then. And maybe it'll reflect that as well. But in that story and that first draft there, like families of Jedi were, were intact, right? Like a, like a, like a father would then train their sons, right. And, and daughters presumably, but in the story, his sons. So like, there's a, there's a, there's a story of like, of 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 like that sort of a relationship that that master padawan thing was also actually a familial relationship and i think that that looking at it that way and looking at like like decentralize the jedi there is no council there is no academy but that like it is now ray's job to gather the jedi that are remaining because we know that they're out there right um ahsoka is potentially still out there Ezra is potentially still out there maybe even Cal Kestis right like maybe even uh 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 uh, oh man what's her name in in Jedi Fallen Order Marin is that right oh Marin is Bay. yeah like and 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 presumably the next Jedi Fallen Order that's what that story is going to be is going to be Cal teaching her to be a Jedi right like them them bringing that stuff together I if Again, if I were in charge, Jedi Fallen Order 2, you wouldn't play as Cal. You'd be playing as her. Right? Oh, it, please. I want it so bad. Because it would be, be like, awesome. that's the perfect way to reset the Metroidvania, right? It's like, yeah. well, now you have to yeah, learn Starting over again. from scratch, right? Rather, yeah. rather than knocking Cal in the head and he forgets all his Force powers. But anyways, we know that there are these Jedi out there, right? Um, and potentially there's more. Potentially potentially we, we, we can add more characters to that list and 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 uh, uh, and there are other force users out there, and that's one of the other things that's interesting is that like we've seen so much of that across these other things of like there are other there are other paths to to what we consider a Jedi, um, and sort of breaking that down and then just turning it into very much like uh, actually very similar to what we see with some of the Mandalorian stuff right now where it's like you kind of have these like pockets right and it's like well. And that way you have diversity of teachings, you have diversity of lessons, and then they come together and like Jedi can share ideas and maybe they have a conclave, but that it's not like a place where they centralize to train so that they can go be space cops, but somewhere that they meet to exchange ideas, right? Like, like that's what I would want to see is like this idea that like the Jedi, they don't, they don't serve anybody by having a, a temple at the seat of power, right. And being the Knights of the round table for the ruling aristocracy, which is what they were in the old Republic for a long time. Cause when we look at the high Republic, it's even worse during the high Republic era. Right. Um, so like, like that's what I would want to see. And it's like, that's sort of, if I feel like that's the lessons that we're learning. So that's my perspective on it. And that's how I'm approaching it and looking at it and seeing these stories. But Luke has to, he has to screw this up. He has to, it's like, he's got, he has to force Grogu into this dichotomy in order to see what happens. And Grogu, I, I, because Grogu's journey isn't over, I think Grogu has to, he, he will probably make a choice. 
and that won't be the right lesson and Luke will be disappointed in that and 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 it'll be like oh you lost your one student because according to the to the rise of Kylo Ren Ben is his first student Ben is the first student at the at the temple so Grogu is not the first according to existing canon and that can change and we all know on screen trumps comic books and novels and blah 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 so it could absolutely change, but I do think that we're like again. It, this is a this is a already like a predetermined future, and let's be honest, Grogu's going back to Mando, right? Like, there's no <laughs> way that that's not what's going to happen. It's they just built a dome in his spaceship for him, exactly. So, um, yeah, like I, I, yeah, all of that to say that, like, I personally, I love this episode. I think it makes up for kind of the deus ex machina appearance of Luke at the end of season two, which like, I, I also really enjoyed when I watched it, but at the same time I was like, eh, it feels kind of lazy. Right. But, but, <laughs> but then also it's like, what, like who else is it going to be? It's going to either be Ahsoka or Luke. Right. Because we have a story to tell with Ezra. He's out there somewhere. Honestly, to me, like Ezra is the Jedi that the galaxy needs more than anybody else. Um, and, and, and Ray is the one that they're, that they get by the end of this. But I, but like, again, if it were up to me, I would be putting like Ray, Ahsoka, Ezra and Cal Kestis and, and Mer- like, I, I put them in a circle and be like, figure it out, guys, <laughs> figure it out, figure out what the Jedi has <laughs> got to be. Because amongst them, you have, you have like the right the right balance of sort of like cynicism and hope and, and, and experience and all of that. But to me, it's like Ezra's journey in star Wars rebels, star Wars rebels being my favorite star Wars out of all of the star Wars. I, I star rebels is your favorite star yeah. Wars ever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, wow. Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character in star Wars, but Kanan's right behind him at number two, oh, right behind okay. him. Like they are like almost neck and neck. If it weren't for the fact that Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan, I mean, what do you, I, who can, you know, who can, it's impossible. Um, and then, and then right after that's Poe Dameron. So <clears throat> like, that's the top three. I, I, but yeah. And I, I, just to round that out with my top five, Darth Maul and Ahsoka. I, I, so yeah, like I, Ezra to me is like, he's like Kanan was the, like, like represented the last of, of, the the old order right and and ezra represented the first of the new jedi order even more than luke uh and i think that like this we sort of have the uh, like a prophecy perspective on it of like oh luke and leia are born and they're going to be the ones to to restore balance to the force because they're the offspring of anakin skywalker this virgins in the force right but ezra is born on the same day he was born on the same day. And oh, as far as I'm concerned, Ezra was probably born at the same moment as the two of them. <laughs> and there are probably others. Like the force is not going to put all of its eggs in one basket. <laughs> and and if there's anything we've learned, and it, there's sort of a meta narrative to this of like, well, we keep wanting Jedi stories, so they keep creating Jedi in that era and everything. But I mean, like Cal still existing and all of that, like, like it's every time we turn around, it turns out that there's another Jedi 
right? In Bad Batch season two, we'll probably meet some Jedi who survived the purge, right? There's always, there's always another one. And so to me, it's like, like that is actually one of the things that needs to happen is that like, is, is that they need to find the rest of the Jedi that were all sort of like, that all came out of that, that moment when the dark side took over uh, that, that the force in the same way that like the moment that, that Ben Solo becomes Kylo Ren Ray all of a sudden starts to, to grow in power, right? Powerful, powerful light, powerful darkness, darkness rises and light to meet it. All of that stuff from the last Jedi, right? Um, That like in that moment there, it was more than just those two characters. I think that's Ezra's purpose in the story. His larger purpose is to tell us that like, Oh, there, there were other, they're not virgences in the same way that Anakin was, but like Ezra's parents weren't Jedi, right? They weren't force sensitive as far as we know, right? They weren't, they weren't Mm -hmm. strong in the force, certainly not enough to, you know, be taken when they were children. Right. So where do these kids come from? And like, like, how does that happen? And it's like, well, it's the, the force balancing itself and that sort of thing. So like, yeah, to me, it's like, there's, there's like an idea of like, Oh, there are all of these other kids out there. And so if that happened at the the fall of Anakin Skywalker, then if Ray all of a sudden tapped into this potential when Kylo Ren became uh, well, like when Ben became Kylo Ren, then uh, presumably there there are others out there. And I mean, like, that's the end of Last Jedi. We see the kid with the broom. Right. Like it, like that, th- I'm not making this stuff up. I'm I'm piecing this together from the again the, all of these small puzzle pieces trying to look at the whole picture right um so yeah i it, it, that to me is like oh that's that's the that's the story of the new like like the the next step of of ray and all of that is like is trying to find that and then also bringing ben solo back to life because that's just an injustice and and uh he deserves to live happily ever after. I don't know why we had to kill the Skywalkers. Lucasfilm was like, this is it. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. We're done telling stories about Skywalkers. And then the second that they start making the Mandalorian, they're like, what if we brought back Luke Skywalker though? Like, what if we, (laughs) like, what if we brought him back at the end of the season? What if we like gave him a whole episode and really gave these people some meat to chew on? And it's like, I've thought we were done with the Skywalkers, but you can't be. You're never done with the Skywalkers. That was just a PR line. It is stupid. The the whole this is the end of the Skywalker saga. It's ridiculous. Um, rant over. I want to know how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me how you feel about this. I just I just went on and on about how I feel about. I everything. thought it was really cool when Cad Bane showed up and went pew pew. <laughs> That was pretty rad. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Uh, I mean, look, there's there's nothing I can add to all that. Um, I I agree with it uh, for the most part. Uh, I really can't even find anything to kind of challenge you on or anything because <laughs> it's. I, I I think everything is valid. I think everything yeah. that you've said is valid. Um, as as someone who man really struggles with the sequel trilogy and in all honesty uh i have not really given it a chance since i saw it yeah Uh, i will say that between the mandalorian season two stuff and this past episode uh 
I I agree that I think they are doing a good job of kind of, you know, setting the early foundation of Luke. Um, you know, his his transition to the Luke that we know and love and, you know, the one that we have a hard time saying, like, how could he possibly be this character 30 years later? This doesn't make any sense. Um, and then obviously turn into that at some point. I agree. I, I think it's smart uh, that it wasn't so like, here it is directly in the middle. This is was a very subtle, like, well, he's kind of insecure about, you know, if he can do this, mm-hmm. uh, if he's the right person to do this, if, if you know, is he going to do the wrong thing, whatever. And it, it's just enough. It's just like plant the seed. And then, you know, whatever is going to happen between now and the next 25 years is going to happen. But it's a start. And I think that yeah. was really interesting and smart. And like I said, as someone who really struggles with enjoying the sequel trilogy, and I, you know, I don't think that there's really anything that's going to make me love them. But after seeing this episode and getting the Luke Skywalker that I want to get, that I was hoping to get out of that trilogy, um, I think I'm a lot more open to it now. And, you know, for the most part, I've been at peace with them because, like, I've never been the type of person to be like, this ruined my childhood. I hate this character because I'm always of the impression that, like, all right, well, it's all fiction anyway. Like, it's it's. If I'm losing sleep over a Star Wars story, then I really need to look into therapy. I think uh, there's <laughs> there's deeper problems yeah. uh, at at risk here. But like, for the most part, I've just kind of written them off. You know what I mean? Like I saw them, I have my feelings on them, and then I moved on with my life, and I just never really bothered with them again. Um, but yeah, I kind of like I kind of want to sit down. I mean, I might wait. I, I will most likely wait just based off of the time between now and next week. Uh, I kind of want to see what happens next week. And then maybe before Mandalorian season three, I might sit down with those movies again and go in like, you know, I already know what's going to happen. So I don't have any expectations. Mm -hmm. And I got the Luke Skywalker that I wanted in Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So it's not like here's here. This is it. Here's the only chance I'm going to get to get Luke Skywalker. Because I think that's what a lot of it was for uh, people, you know, in that, that feel the way that I feel about it, that like, you know, it's it was never like they assassinated the character of Luke Skywalker. For me, it was just like that doesn't this doesn't feel like Luke Skywalker. I don't understand how they went from like it's I get it, it's a cool idea, but the execution for me was just like I don't get it. This doesn't feel like you know, not to harp on the same thing that's been beaten to death, but I really was in the yeah, this is Jake Skywalker, this isn't Luke Skywalker camp. Um but like now that I don't have so much writing on those movies to be good, that they don't have to be this thing that I was really hoping and yeah. praying they would be. Um, I feel like I could probably enjoy a lot more of um, at least elements of those movies than I did when I first saw them. Cause I saw rise of Skywalker. I have not watched rise of Skywalker once since the first time I saw it. And I really, I had no desire to, um, and I think last Jedi I saw twice and that was another one that like I saw, that was the first time I walked out of a star Wars movie in a movie theater and was like, I think I don't, I, I think I didn't like the star Wars movie I just saw. And it was really like confusing and disappointing moment. Um, because like, you know, we've, we've all been burned by franchises. We love, I don't care for the third Spider-Man, uh, Sam Raimi film at all. Uh, you know, how many things that we love and and something bad comes out and it's like 
do I dislike this? Am I forcing myself to like it because it's the thing that I, you know, it's part of a franchise that I like? Like, am I trying too hard? Like, if this wasn't Star Wars, would I care about this? Would I enjoy this? Yeah. Um, which is, ironically enough, kind of another question I've been asking myself about Booger Boba Fett at, at, early on. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I, I think because this this episode especially is really hitting the marks of the characters that I know and love, like Ahsoka felt like Ahsoka in this episode. And even though they're laying that foundation for Luke later on, Luke felt like Luke. So it like, I really, I kind of really want to see where they take Luke from here, which, you know, who knows how involved he's going to be in the episodes moving forward. I think that very cheeky. Will I see you again? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, Oh, okay. Like he's not going to show up in the Ahsoka series at all. Um, I would love to see more of Luke's journey from here to the sequel trilogy. And then I really feel like that's going to change my opinion on those films. Um, And it's just, it's cool. It's cool to like pick up on that. Like, Oh, I see what we're doing here. Like it makes sense. Like it's, and, and, you know, it's even a, um, you know, at, at, at first I was a little sad because, like, I had the thought that, like, man, I'm really, like, all this stuff is really exciting and I'm really loving all this stuff, but I know where it ends up. And yeah. I know it ends up in a, in a place that I don't like. And I know that, like, the story is just one that I didn't enjoy. So it's just kind of like all the highs that I'm feeling right now. Well, I know it's going to all go to crap. It's all going to go down the toilet. So it's just like, what am I really celebrating right now? Like, it's, it, it felt very cynical in that moment. And, it, you know, obviously that's not something that, Anyone really, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe some people want to be cynical, but uh, it, it's it's not something that I like in my fandoms. I don't like to look at my fandoms in a cynical way. Because, like, if you're not enjoying your fandoms, what what is your attachment to them? If you just, like, love to hate the things that, you, you know, it's, it's weird. It's stupid that fans have that kind of relationship with the things that they love. It's like, yeah. they, they get so, like, hyper-focused on what they expect and what it is they you know, they think it should be and needs to be. And like, Oh, here's all these mistakes. And like, it's one thing to, uh, you know, kind of like constructively criticize something. And another thing to like live, to hate this thing and like hang off. See, I see. I was right. I was right because of these new things that can't like, shut up, sit down, take a breath, really look at what your life is that like, you have this much emotional investment and you're giving, this thing that you're not enjoying all this real estate in your head to like, just like be miserable about like, no, take a step back. So this is as much for anyone that needs to hear it as, as it is much for me, because I think even I'm like, okay, I need to remind myself these things sometimes. Um, All that to say, uh, this episode was really rad. They did (laughs) a lot, right. Um, And I am going to come back to it. Cad Bane in live action. Holy crap. Um, uh, yeah, I, I so I, I saw I saw the headline <laughs> and thumbnail from a story on Screen Rant that I can't talk about on Twitter because I don't want to spoil it on Twitter, but I can talk about it here where some somebody somewhere has, quote unquote, fixed the Cad Bane that shows up at the end to make him look more like he. Oh, yeah. Anymore. Right. Right. Uh, and um, basically what they do is they just move the mouth further down. Like they give him like sort of that longer face that that he has mm-hmm. in, in the animated stuff, and they make his mouth a little bit smaller. Here's the thing: 
they made a choice. Could they have done this character with a CG prosthetic? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They could have animated the crap out of this. They Mm -hmm. chose not to. They chose to do a practical effect. And I think that that was the right choice because I think that the performance that we get out of those lips along with like the rest of the physical performance is 100% worth it. I don't think you would have gotten that performance from, from an animated character necessarily. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying that some of the choices that were made in that performance, the, the moment that I love the most with Cad Bane is he's, he's telling the marshal, you know, this, 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 and this about like, oh, you know, like, like you just, you, all you got to do is just, we'll pay the same thing. Just sit tight. Right. And, and he's, and Cobb Vanth is like, no, that's not how I roll. <laughs> and, and that's when Cad, as he does often in the Clone Wars, the, the facade, the cool guy facade starts to drop a little bit. Yeah. And the emotion starts to come through. And when he, is like Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer that works for the Empire. There's a story there. There is mm. the way that like his lip as his as his demeanor changes, his lip goes from like he goes from sort of just like like talking to all of a sudden it's like you can tell that he's like, okay, I don't want to have to kill you. I will kill you. I actually I'll probably enjoy it a little bit. Right, because he's a sociopath. Um, but that, like, the the emotion starts to break through, and it's like, like the lip starts to almost like quiver. It like it like purses a little bit, or not purses, because it kind of like the the top lip kind of flattens. Like he kind of mm. he kind of almost like sucks in the top lip, which is like a, a a bit of an indicator of anger, right? Like that's what it communicates to us is that like he goes from he goes from giving a like is is that friendly advice or a threat, right? So he goes from the friendly advice threat into like like he, it's not a moment of deceit. Cad Bane is really like Don't, you should not work with Boba Fett. Mm. He will betray you. And like what we know of the story that was supposed to take place at the end of Clone Wars, I mean, Boba was supposed to kill Cad Bane, right? Like that's so let's let's presume something similar along those lines went down. Let's assume that Boba tried to kill Cad Bane, left him for dead, right? Um, Cad's got some he's got an axe to grind with Boba in the same way that Mando is like, you know what? Tell him it's on the house. Mm-hmm. I think when 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 Crimson Dawn came to Cad Bane because the Pikes let, let the Pikes didn't hire Cad Bane. Come on. No. No, we know. When Kira <laughs> know. when Kira, Han Solo's <laughs> ex-girlfriend, found out that Boba Fett was the one taking over the territory and was like, mm, I gotta deal with this. Boba Fett's a bad guy, because from her perspective, all that stuff that happened in War of the Bounty Hunters, right? Like I haven't read the comics, but Kira was that she was involved. She saw Han and Carbonite. It was Boba Fett was a part of all of this, right? Mm. So she's got an axe to grind with Boba because of her feelings for Han. Maybe she knows Cad Bane. Of course she does. She's the leader of Crimson Dawn. Of course she knows who Cad Bane is and what went down between him and Boba. And she's like, I need your help with this. And Cad Bane was like, you know what? 
this one's on the house, right? Like, oh, <laughs> you want me to take out Boba Fett? Absolutely, it would be my pleasure. And so, I <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I and I think that there's every possibility that we might see some other, uh, some other characters crop up in this finale. Um, I don't think Cad Bane's by himself. I could, I think in the same way that Boba and Fennec have been amassing their team, and so we've got we've got Boba, Fennec, uh, Chrysanthemum, Mando. Uh, the mods, right? The the Gamorians. I think we're going to see on the other side. I will not be surprised if we see Boss, yeah. IG eighty eight, four Laman Suckus, like everybody else who was on the hunt for Han in Empire has a reason to be mad at Boba because he got there and he did it right. Um, so yeah, like I I th- I think that we might be seeing some of those other characters. Very, very shadows of the Empire. I like it for sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's like oh they. Kira has gone and found everybody who wants to get revenge on Boba Fett. Um, and maybe just maybe, <laughs> maybe just maybe there might be some people that we actually like. Uh, I mean, like not to say that we don't like Bosk and, 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 uh, and, and whatnot, uh, Cad Bane, all these characters that they're not characters that we, um, that we like, but there might be some characters that we consider heroic. Maybe, a batch of characters. I don't know. There might be <laughs> there might be one or two characters still kicking around in the galaxy. Um, That'd be awesome. That might imagine Omega. To, that might have an axe to grind with Boba in a story that we haven't wow. seen yet. That maybe is coming in May. I don't know. I, I this is all wishful thinking, and maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment. And it's literally just <laughs> going to be Cad Bane and a bunch of Pikes fighting with a with a, a an angry Chewbacca and a silver Boba Fett. But. Um, yeah, I but but I feel like we're building towards something bigger that's gonna go into Mando season three. That it's like this is it's this is going to cascade and and spill over into that. Um, and this is Mando's opportunity to to become a real leader and uh, and 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 learn to wield that dark saber and all of that stuff. Um, and maybe we'll have to call on the other Mandalorians to help out. Maybe the covert. Maybe maybe Bo-Katan and, and the night owls, right? Like I, I, I think we have a long road ahead of us. Mm. People are acting like next week is the end of something. Yeah. It's really if, not. If, <laughs> like, if I know Dave not. Filoni and John Favreau, I know this, this is not the end of something. This is the beginning of something much bigger. And we know that we know Ahsoka is coming. We know Mando season three is coming. Uh, we know that Rangers of the new Republic was supposed to be a thing. Right. And that story is probably still going to fit in somewhere along the way. Um, yeah. I still think that they have an opportunity to, to salvage that. And all they got to do is call up Janina Gavankar and bring Aiden Versio into the story. Oh, man. To replace please. Gina Carano. It's please. super like to me, like that's so easy. Please. It's so easy to just be like, oh, yeah, she's gone. Or we don't even we won't even talk about her. And she and, loves being a part of Star Wars. Yeah. And we love her in Star Wars, right? And then because yeah, awesome. here's the thing: if we get Aiden, we also get Shriv, baby. <laughs> we also get Shriv, and that's the <laughs> world I want to live in. Is the one where we get Rangers of the New Republic, and it's Aiden Versio and Paul, I, I, uh, Sun Hung Lee's character, and uh, what's it, uh, uh, Carson Teva, right? And and Shriv, and who knows who else we could throw in there. For goodness sake, 
I mean, like we haven't even talked about discount discount dash rendar, but I I <laughs> we I we gotta get the real dash rendar in here sometime. Yeah, guys. please, please. I, that oh, guy God. stepped out, and I was like, "Are they gonna do it?" Are we lit, dude. You and I literally had the same thought. In <laughs> I was that like, moment. "Did we I make this like, happen?" There's no way this is Dash Rendar, and then he dies. Like, I hope that's not Dash Rendar. <laughs> <laughs> he just like the look. He looks so much because he does look like a Chris Pratt type, right? Yeah, uh, he's got a little bit of a stronger jaw than uh, or chin maybe than than Chris Pratt, but it's definitely Chris Pratt esque. He actually looks a little bit like if you took Chris Pratt and Adam Pally and you put them together. That's what that guy looked like. I, I, yeah. And, and the, I said to Crystal after we watched it, she was like, oh, because she was like, I'm, I'm, she was upset that Cobb Vanth is dead. And I'm like, Cobb Vanth's not dead. Discount yeah, Dash not, Rendar he's is Rendar. dead. He's dead yeah, as a that guy is, Nobody even went to check on dead. him. They're like, oh, he's crispy fried. I, uh, no, he's a, uh, yeah, why'd you have to crisp a poor Greedo? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's toast, but Cobb, Cobb's fine. He got hit in the shoulder. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, you can you can hear all of the people, yeah. like all the chatter. Get the med pack. Get the mm-hmm. get the stims. Is he is he okay? So like, yeah. uh, he's gonna be like nobody went over to the other guy. No, no. But and you know, Cad he 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 uh, he made an error in judgment, and and uh, he was his hand was kind of forced, right? I don't know. I don't know that this would have gone down the way that it did, if, um, if 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 discount dash Randar didn't press the the situation in the way that he does right um because mm. he made everybody real jumpy and just kind of escalated instead of what Cobb Vanth was trying to do which is like hey this is where we stand right like nothing's happening today pal right and i think that that maybe cad bane would have been a little bit more like you have a choice to make i'm i'm only gonna warn you this one time like the next time i see you right but because discount dash was like i want to shoot somebody i uh, cad bane was like mm. yeah <laughs> you, you should have never given up your armor what a good line it's so good <laughs> it was such a like perfect and and having cad bane come in to do it uh this this sh- like high noon uh showdown in on, on main street you know with with cob uh timothy oliphant it's like there is no it's like I talked about with like the whole thing of of, of Boba holding a, a Tuscan Gadurfi in his hand. It's like forty years of storytelling brings us to this moment where this character, this actor is united with this weapon and it's like perfect. And then the next mm. week they throw it all away. But whatever. Um <clears throat> it's just it's just because it's anticlimactic. I understand why it happens in the story. I just don't like the way that it happened in the story. Mm. But but also I I I one of our listeners, I uh Tim let's see, uh Tim Dipple sent me a, a tweet. He sent me a DM because he didn't want to spoil anybody on this, but he he found a tweet from uh Robbie Weidman uh on Twitter. Uh, uh, and this tweet is, I have a very strong feeling Cad Bane killed the Tuscans by order of the Pikes and made it look like the biker gang did it. Um, and then has pictures of Cad and, 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 uh, and those scenes from, from that episode, um, of the Tuscans all dead. And, uh, again, like similar things until we are proven otherwise, I, that's the, that is also my assumption is that but like Cad Bane was definitely a part of that. 
I mean, we know that we, Fennec says what she says. And it's like, there's no way that a biker, like that a speed bike gang. Right. And it's, drive a Tuscans, it's right? probably true. But that early on in Boba's journey, it's just weird that like. Maybe it wasn't Cad Bane would Maybe have to Cad. do that. Like, I, I don't know. That just doesn't. It make depends on how long he's been working with the Pikes on behalf of Crimson Dawn. Right. Uh, if, yeah. if, if what I said earlier is the way that it played out, that Kira was like, I got to find a guy who's going to take out Boba Fett. Then, yeah. then it probably wasn't. But we know that, like, it was the Pikes. It wasn't the biker gang. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, just like uh, the Imperials taking out the Jawas, we were only meant to think it was yeah. the Sand People. I, uh, anyways, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about in this episode? Grogu yes, slips. I, I have three things that okay. I would like to say, and okay. I'm going to rapid fire them. Uh, the first thing is, uh. I told you, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast, but I told you that for a year, Mm -hmm. there are two spoilers about the show that I was told from someone who I very much trust. And um, one of those things was that Luke and Ahsoka would be together and would be just like would mention Anakin while Grogu's training. And the other thing was there was going to be a showdown between Cad Bane and Cobb Vanth. And that's all I knew. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense that that would be in the show. And every week I was more and more convinced that I think he got it wrong. I think my source got it wrong. I don't think this is correct. Yeah. He's talking about an animated series or something. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what, this doesn't make any sense. And like, I've kept my mouth shut for a year because in the (laughs) offset chance that it was true, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. I'm so happy that. A, it was true because this person has always been correct with anything, period, that he has ever told me. And B, the fact that I'm not crazy and it finally happened all at once and I can now talk about this thing that, like, I've kept in my soul for the past year. Uh, So that's part one. Part two, first time we're seeing live action clone troopers since Revenge of the Sith as a clone boy. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm very happy we got an Order 66 thing. That was so cool. Uh, do, you think even they were, was, do, do you think they were CG or do you think they were guys in suits? I don't know. I mean... It's really hard to tell. It's yeah, really it really is. I mean, even... It's, even it's presented. Right? Even Revenge of the Sith, it's still, like, really hard to tell that, you know, if I didn't know they were CG, I wouldn't think they were CG. So, honestly, like, I, I, I couldn't even tell you. But now that you asked the question, I'm even more intrigued. The way that they move, either Lucasfilm has gotten really, really, really good at this, or yeah. I think it's I think it might be guys in suits. I think it might be guys in suits. But was it? Would, I mean, they did mocap on the old ones, right? Like it, it yeah, always was yeah. like a guy in a suit. Yeah, that they just okay. But you know, mocap, especially back then, was kind of I don't know, smudgy, little spotty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little. little... Oh, it questionable always feels animated whereas these guys they didn't feel animated they felt yeah like no they were physically in the space well it was also very like slow motion right yeah so i, I maybe that's a little easier <clears throat> to kind of fake and fudge um i don't know i gotta re- go back and watch it because that's a that's a great question and i'm i'm not sure um and the third thing yoda's lightsaber awesome <laughs> and uh to your point earlier that uh screen always tops is always big dog cannon versus everything else. Yeah. Uh, I believe that I read that uh, there was a comic where Massa Meta, I think, uh, destroyed Yoda's lightsaber. 
and people were saying like it was maybe it was a fake or whatever. It was just like a kind of like a, a thing just to um, uh, garner support for the Empire. Like the Jedi are really gone. Here's Grandmaster Yoda's lightsaber. They're done. Uh, here's the proof. Uh, I don't know, but I do think it's interesting that they kind of recently told a story with Yoda's lightsaber and then it showed up here, like totally fine. Um, but also the fact that it's Yoda's lightsaber and there was a musical cue for Yoda. And like, mm. I want to go on a walk with Luke Skywalker where he makes me hop around. That looks fun. I want to do that. That's it. Those those are my three uh, little little thoughts. Yeah. My two. My tangents. Uh, so, so there's 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 the one story where yeah, Masameda d- destroys the lightsaber, right? Um, uh, that that Yoda loses in the battle with Sidious uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm-hmm. Again, and it makes sense I'm, that they would find it in the Senate because yeah, like yeah. Yoda lost it and ran away. So it could that could also be apocrypha at this point because it's you know because of the way that canon works. So, mm. so maybe that's different. Maybe, maybe Palpatine held on to it, and when Luke went to Coruscant and and raided, I, I Palpatine's. Oh, I mean, went to the Jedi Temple, which Palpatine took over as his palace, right? Um, that that he would have found it there, and Palpatine would have been this sort of psychopath, uh, uh, mass murderer to keep a trophy for sure. So, uh, it's presuming that like, he's thinking like I defeated Yoda. Right. Um, so, so, I mean, like I, the, to me, it's like, that's a, that's a totally legit story that could be the case. Or there's a, I think there's a comic or like another story where Yoda builds a second lightsaber on Dagobah. Um, why it would be identical. I don't know. That to me is always like, like, you know, uh, I, Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber. Uh, uh, and I mean, Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber in The Phantom Menace, doesn't he? And and uses Qui-Gon's at the end. Uh and and really like should have used Qui-Gon's lightsaber in Attack of the Clones. For some reason he's got an identical like a duplicate of his lightsaber from The Phantom Menace. We know he didn't go down into the shaft to pull it out because if he did, he would have found Darth Maul being like, "I'm still right. here." Yeah. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> I I holding on for life uh, revenge um but yeah it's uh, i don't know it's it, it's one of those things where it's like why would it be exactly the same well it's exactly the same so that we recognize that it's yoda's lightsaber right um but yeah i mean like <laughs> at the end of the day does it matter <laughs> no <laughs> like that's all the fiction. thing is that it, plot yeah, holes are all, fine yeah plot holes are fine and I, I, yeah, we could write a little story to fill it in. You could write a little story to fill in a lot of stuff that happens in movies. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Will Grogu end up with that lightsaber one way or another? I think so. I think so. I think what, no matter what choice he makes, I think he ends up with that lightsaber. Uh, hope so. It's kind of where it belongs, I think, but, um, yeah. Cool. Did we do it? Is that it? Are we done? Did, did we talk so. about everything we need to talk about? One uh, one last thing. One how last how thing. how wonderful was it to see Ahsoka smiling next to R2D2? 
it I didn't clock it on my first viewing. Like I didn't really think about it. And then in on my second viewing, when when she said because I on the first one, you're just kind of like, especially with an episode like this, you're just like basking in it, right? You're just yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. Ahsoka is back, right? Um, I really didn't expect to do exactly what Mando says. I didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> I, I on my second viewing watching it, I, there's a moment where where she says, um, where he's like, I want to go see Grogu. And, and Ahsoka says, yeah, and that's why R2 brought you to me. <laughs> and, and that mo like on the second viewing, I had the realization of like, oh yeah. Cause like R2, like, like this is an old friend for R2, right? Like this isn't, they're not just like, oh yeah. Like Anakin Skywalker's droid R2D2. It's like, no, no. Ahsoka and R2 have adventures too. Like they're, they are friends and R2 trusts Ahsoka <laughs> implicitly. So uh, yeah, it, I, I love that, that, that he's like, Oh no, you don't get to go see Luke. I'm going to get the other one. I'm going <laughs> to. And, and I wonder, I wonder how much of that was like, was Ahsoka already there or was Ahsoka maybe nearby? Um, and, and R2 like, was like told the the androids to make the bench and mando laid down and went to sleep and r2 contacted ahsoka and was like i mm. need you to come here because this guy is gonna mess everything up this, <laughs> this, this ding dong in the in the silver armor showed up again and uh he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna ruin everything i don't know uh i like to think that r2 has that much insight um and i love what he just shuts down he just yeah. shuts down and it's like oh whew this droid needs a memory wipe because this is going to be a problem, right? The whole, like, I don't want to do it. Like, like I'm not going to talk to you. So I'm just going to shut down. Cause at a certain point, Luke's going to take off and R2 is just going to go, I'm just going to shut down. It's like, actually R2, we could really use your help with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's as much other people get upset about the Luke thing. And that has always rubbed me the wrong way is that like R2D2 is the hero of the star Wars saga. <laughs> And, and I don't know if JJ understood that, but then at the same time, I have to trust Lawrence Kasdan because Lawrence Kasdan knows Star Wars in a way that I don't, because it's like, there's, there's, there are two, because I always hate it when people are like, George Lucas doesn't know Star Wars. And it's like, no, actually we don't know Star Wars. And George Lucas is just telling the rest of us. He knows it better than we do. And Lawrence Kasdan is like number two on that list because he's responsible for Empire and Jedi. So mm. like, and solo, right. <laughs> Along with John Keston. So it's like, like, yeah, no, he's got three star Wars movies. How many do you have? <laughs> How many star Wars movies did you write? Then guess what? You don't know Luke Skywalker's heart in the same way that Lawrence Kasdan does. Um, so you don't know R2D2 in the same way. Uh, no. I, so I, you know, you have to accept it. It's the it's the Lando line from Solo, right? I don't I I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> there's no that's just kind of the way you got to be sometimes with Star Wars, because we don't have ownership over it. Nobody does. Not even George has ownership over it anymore, guys. Like, what makes you think that you have a claim to it? You know, and the, and and to your point from earlier, the sooner that you accept that and like you like like really bring that into your heart of like, I don't have ownership over this. I am just here to experience it. Um, you don't always have to like it. 
That's okay. Sometimes it's okay to say this one's not for me. Mm. I've said that before. Star Wars Resistance is not for me. There are people who really love it. It is a good story. It's who just not who is me. that show for? I, you know, <laughs> I sound like a jerk. <laughs> I don't know anybody that likes that show. I uh, jo- Jonah Marie, who's been on on uh, Rebel. Stories, okay, uh, I I you, I know I know and trust her. So yeah, she she really loves Star Wars. I respect her, right? Opinion. And that's and to be perfectly honest, like that is the person who I look to and go like, well, if Jonah likes it, then it's worthwhile, right? Like, so, and there are opinions like that of like and like I I uh, Marie Claire from from What the Force. She has some negative opinions on Luke Skywalker returning in this episode, and I'm really interested to hear her podcast that'll hopefully be out later tonight as we record this. I, I so by the time you hear this, it, it should theoretically be out, or I guess out for Patreon supporters, of which I am one. I, I, I'm really interested to hear what she says because I don't necessarily agree, but I respect her opinion immensely. So mm. I want to know how she feels about it so that I can better understand that perspective right it's okay it's made up space wizards you guys it's made up space wizards all gonna be fine it's okay to feel bad about it and not like a thing it's also okay to be effusive and love it um i think the the places where i draw the line are the people who just hate everything they're just mad about every decision that gets made yeah it's like exhausting and then on the other side of it the people who are like just enjoy it and it's like, actually, no, yeah. I don't have to. No, I don't have ground. to just enjoy it. Yeah, like, like I can, I can watch an episode and go, eh, not for me, right? Uh, the Prisoner is a really great example in, in the first season of Mandalorian. I don't particularly like that episode. I like it more now because I like Migs Mayfeld more from season two. <laughs> so going, but when I went back and rewatched it, I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of dig this a little bit more. It's still not for me. It's still uh, that doesn't mean I don't like the Mandalorian. Right. I am not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's one episode out of a story. If you don't like this episode of the book of Boba Fett. I don't know. Move on with your life. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And if and if you get to the point where you dislike the majority of Star Wars, maybe Star Wars isn't for you. And that's okay because you should be more than your fandom. (laughs) You know, I've been saying that on Thunderquack and on Rebel Cells and, and on this podcast for a long time. It's like. I don't think I've ever put it that succinctly. I actually kind of like the way that I just put it where it's like, yeah, you should, you should, you should be more than your fandom that, that uh, I've been talking about it for long enough that I think I just boiled it down to a soundbite. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, I'm giving you other than Dash Rendar. Yeah. You get one wishless character to show up in the finale next week. Who's going to be? I'm not going to say Kira because I think that's a foregone conclusion. No, I, I think that's, that's I, I, yeah. I think that Crimson Dawn is in, involved in this, whether we see Kira in the next episode or not. It's Crimson Dawn that's behind all of this. Mm-hmm. We have all of this evidence to point towards that. Um, just to pull one way out of left field. As I said, people with axes to grind against Boba Fett. We've talked about the Han Solo, Alden, Ehrenreich of it all, and it's like, that would be really mm-hmm. cool. I think that's way too out there. What if Lando shows up? What if Donald Glover shows up? Wow. As that would be really neat. 
it would be really really weird to see him working with spice runners Mm -hmm. to be working with the pike so i don't think that that's the case it might be more plausible that there's a third aspect of this that we haven't talked about a lot that we have actually briefly seen um and that as this heats up the new republic might get more involved and i could see a character like lando coming in in that capacity general Mm -hmm. calrissian showing up to be like it's like if you're gonna send somebody on behalf of the new republic send somebody who knows this world right who know who understands the the dynamic um so could we see because we know that they're developing a lando show we don't Mm -hmm. know when that lando show takes place is it a part of the mando stuff is it something that takes place in between three and four um, is it something that takes place between four and five? <laughs> is it the story of how he ends up on Bespin? I mean, that, that's the best story to tell, I think, with that character. Um, but uh, Or is it just another adventure? Is, are they going to use those the old books? But but could we see Lando? Yeah. Other than that, that's, a, that's a really out there. I don't think that's going to happen, but how cool would that be if it happened? I, I mean, I'd love it. I'd be okay with it. I do think, I do think that... that bad batch involvement in some way is is on the table um i would love that man oh man i would really really love to see i would really really love to see one of the bad batch and specifically to see omega show up yeah i, I mean feel, we know feel like we, we know they it. had a run in with fennec so i just feel like we need it and i want to see i want to see omega on the other side Mm-hmm. And I want to, because I want it to set up like a dynamic and to, for us to be like, what happened? So that when yeah. we go into Bad Batch yeah, season two, neat. we're like, now we are even more invested in this character than we already were. And with the revelation at the end of season one of her being, of them being Alpha and Omega, um, there's unresolved stuff there. And I don't know if they resolve that on the Bad Batch or if they resolve that in the book of Boba Fett, right? Um, and the Mandalorian. Because as I've said before, like I, my end game for this is to see all of the different Mandalorian cultures, these different tribes of Mandalorians come together at the end. And one of those tribes is the clones. And I think that Omega should represent the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So I would like to see that. I would like to all see right. that. Okay. Those are, those are my two. How about you? What, what, what do you got? Uh, I, w- I was going to go Omega, but because yeah. you did, I am going to cheat and go with the revelation that Danny Trejo's name is Kitster. <laughs> oh, you know who we didn't mention at all in this episode that we really should? I mean, she's been cast. Sabine, right? That's a Oh, very, yeah. That is a very well, Wait, but that's for Ahsoka, though. So, but, I th- I, I yeah, think I guess that would make sense. Sure. But, but here's the thing. Do they do a post-credits at the end of the season? I feel like we're going to get one. Yeah. I feel like we will get one, but I, I think it's going to directly tie to Mandalorian. Probably not so much to like, you think so? Cause I think that the perfect way to tie Ahsoka to the Mandalorian and to give us the hint that, 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 that story is, is actually going to double back around into this is to have Ahsoka step aboard her ship. Uh, and maybe we don't see Sabine, but maybe we get the, maybe she changes her outfit. Like, like we see her like, like, and, and, you know, you know who I want to see in the Ahsoka show along with, along with those characters is the, the, the Martez sisters. Right. So, or at least one of them. 
as the pilot. I, I feel like, man, I think you're jumping way ahead. That's like a Mandalorian season three post credit scene. You think so? I, I think so. I think it's okay. too early for like okay. Ahsoka show teasing. I think because I think if if this if the finale of Boba sets up season three and it's like this the whole season three Mando thing is gonna be this this war between Crimson Dawn and and Boba and and Mando and like that crew, um, I think if that's what we're gonna set up, then the post credits doesn't need to set up anything for Mando season three, and so it mm. would be like let's set something up for Ahsoka, um, especially because we got to see her in this episode, and I I think it could be really cool if like if it's like outer space and it's it's the ship that we see her in in the 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 uh, the epilogue in uh, in Rebels, right? That 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 Republic shuttle. Um, the Jedi shuttle mm. and uh, it's like that thing cruising through space. And then we cut inside and it's one, it's the Martez sisters or some, or some other characters that we know um, at the, at the cockpit, maybe choppers there. I don't know. That would be crazy. I, I, and, and, uh, and the doors open and it's Ahsoka and she's like, just putting on the hood, like of the whole robe, like the white robes. Uh, and it's like it's like okay so that's where it is in the timeline like and then that's going to happen in star wars rebels and then when we see sabine in ahsoka she's going to look like she does at the end of rebels Um, i mean she's going to look like she does at the end of rebels regardless but um listen your your predictions over the past two shows that i've done this with you between bad batch and this have been scary accurate (laughs) so i'm not ruling anything out but i i just feel like what it, what it's early. what it's did early. I say earlier? I have been studying this man's oeuvre for the last <laughs> decade, almost decade and a half. Right? The most the most impressive one for me was the, into like the third episode of Bad Batch. Yeah, uh, Crosshair is just gonna be bad for real without the chip. I was like, <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. I mean, but there it was. I was like, all right, that was alarming. Yeah. <laughs> you know i've been <laughs> your gift your curse yeah <laughs> i i don't know we'll see i mean i've thrown so much spaghetti at the wall tonight something's gotta stick <laughs> something's gotta stick for sure and maybe that's my approach uh is that if i just talk for long enough there you go something i said it's has like, to it's be like right. the, the monkeys typing will do shakespeare <laughs> exactly say. exactly it was the best of times it was the blurst of times Uh, (laughs) (laughs) was that simpsons that was a simpsons reference nice nice uh you know from when the simpsons was really good uh it was cool there's a guy there's a guy on twitter uh spiker monster or spike r monster something like that (laughs) okay he does does this uh he does this um this simpsons sort of web comic that's about the kids when they're older like when they're teenagers um Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it's fantastic. It's super good. It's like it really like focuses on Lisa, and uh, uh, it's so good. I, I think it's like it's like Kids of Springfield or something. I can't remember what it's called, but he's he's awesome. His art is fantastic, and it's like this really fresh take on The Simpsons that kind of turns it into a bit of like a CW drama sort of thing. And, <laughs> and I read this comic, and I'm like, this is the most interested I've been in a Simpsons anything in so long. Disney you guys have this like you guys and 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 like it's done like that like let's be honest the Simpsons is done Hmm. just kill it finish off with like some momentous number I'm sure they've got to be coming to something a 
25th, 30th, 40th season. I don't know. Uh, uh, or, or a 10,000th episode, whatever number they're about to hit, cap it at that number and then contact this guy and let him show run a, a CW-esque Simpsons drama and like make <laughs> Simpsons relevant again. Because it's so not in the, even Family Guy is no longer in the cultural conversation right even though is family guy still happening i don't know but uh, like I, I have no idea right like that stuff has has like just died on the vine um you have that property you own it do something with it do something cool mm. with it i uh, they won't they won't they won't those characters are too quote unquote iconic uh, uh he likes just like luke he's got to look exactly the way that he looks in return of the jedi we can't can't give him a beard. Can't give him this or that. You know, we got to do it exactly this way. Anyways, I I don't want to get into all that. We're done. <laughs> We're at an hour and 40. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Buckle up because we got to look if that's if this is what they've done in the last two episodes, either the next episode is going to be a massive disappointment. It's really going to take the air out of our sa- a wind out of our sails, air out of our <laughs> tires, whatever. Use whatever analogy you want. Or <laughs> the next episode is just going to be an hour of us just in stunned silence because we'll still be in shock from Lando Calrissian showing up at the end uh, and me being <laughs> and right and up. calling that shot. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Star Wars FMI. If you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch, or by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support. Your pledge gets you early access, exclusive podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. Faster More Intense is part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com for more great podcasts. Um, how is Pokemon? Please tell tell me that you have played it and it is enjoyable. So the week that I've been having... Oh no. ...is... Uh, like a, a backtrack quickly um about i don't know a month ago uh me and tina were playing um not breath of the wild skyward sword hd 
And uh, we are really far into that game, like maybe like two hours left. Um, and like all of a sudden my switch just is like, and it's like, oh, oh, you okay. We're going to do this now. Fine. Um, so I shut it off and turned it back on and it was completely fine. It's like, okay. Um, I boot up last week, whatever the hell day it was, it came out the day after, uh, I booted my switch. I put it in. I'm like, okay, this is making me nervous now. I shut it off, and it's still doing it. Shut it off again, it's still doing it. I'm like, okay. I look it up on YouTube until I find a video that like has the same sound. Uh, faulty fan. I'm like, yeah. uh, all right. I, I feel like I can handle this. I watch a video of how to take it apart, and uh, I'm like, okay, I feel confident I can do it. <laughs> I, I, I get the... New fan. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I sit down to do it. Fucking Nintendo uses not Phillips screws. They use triangle screws. Had to wait another day for the kit. And sat down with it today. And uh, the patient survived surgery. Everything seems to have worked. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah, me too, man. Like, (laughs) let me tell you. It was about an hour and a half of me with my sphincter in my throat. It was not something I ever want to do again. I was very, very anxious. And then this I got the, to play I, about... I just, just a heads up. This is going to go on the podcast after the Yeah, visit. please. Cool. Anybody, go for some, it. Some, someone's going to discover the Easter egg, for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so I played about 15 minutes today, and they won't let me play the game because it's just talking at you for 15 minutes. <laughs> and as soon as I could save the game and shut it off, that's what I did. Yeah. So... Is the first fifteen minutes are real slow. <laughs> that's that's as far as I got. Yeah. But I'm like probably going to play it tomorrow. So. Like every Pokemon game, right? It's like like they want to treat you like you've never touched a Pokemon yeah. before in your life, and it's like there needs to be an option. There needs to be like a, a yeah like a, a question. It's like I think Monster Hunter does this, where it's it's like, have you played a Monster Hunter before? And if you're like, no, they're like, cool, 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 buckle up because yeah. it's going to be bumpy. And uh, and then they tell you everything there is to know about a monster hunter, and you're like, I don't. This is too much. Um, yeah. I they need to do that with Pokemon, where they're like, Hey, hey, are you a twelve year old or are you yeah. in your thirties? <laughs> or if you're or have 30s, you maybe played this game before? You know, more than once. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll 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 await the further verdict. You're yeah, I'd say twenty four hours from now, I'll have more to say. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, shall we talk about Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, I, there's not really that much to talk about, I guess. But <laughs> no big deal. Real low key episode. <laughs> okay. 